بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا وما بعده my brothers and sisters I remind myself and you that we follow a religion which is based on a book and the book is the kitab of Allah سبحانه وتعالى it is the book of Allah سبحانه وتعالى it is the kalam of Allah سبحانه وتعالى it is the uncreated word and speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which was sent to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and which was then recorded. Our religion is based on the teachings about that book, teachings of Rasulullah sallallahu about that book uh, which he sallallahu alayhi wa then taught us and those were preserved for us to learn from. That is why I, I always say that in Islam there is no blind faith. There is faith based on evidence. You know, one of the important things to understand is that the thing which distinguishes what we know as a scientific temperament is to base everything on evidence. The beauty of the scientific temperament is that any statement that is made of what we call a scientific nature is based or is supposed to be based on evidence. Now, a person making, making a statement, a scientific statement, if he or she does not have the evidence to support it, then this is a mark of the ignorance of that person and uh, this person is uh, obviously criticized for that and quite rightly so. I'm not talking about even hypothesis for that matter. I mean, unless you are doing a completely wild guess, which obviously is not very scientific, but even hypotheses that you that you make um, are based on some experimentation, some evidence, some uh, extrapolation of data and so on. So, a hypothesis is not simply guesswork, right? There's no guesswork. Uh, and I, I won't say there's no guesswork in science. I'm saying that guesswork is not science. Let me say that. Now, what we forget, and by we, I mean especially those in the, uh, those Muslims who claim to be in the work of Dawah uh, and who would like to be in the work of Dawah. And this is the work of the Dawah of Islam, the inviting of people of the world to Islam, introducing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, to the world. This is the role and the job of every Muslim man or woman. So people in, who are in this work, uh, sometimes they forget this. And uh, in their enthusiasm to convince people, and the reason they forget it is because they confuse their own role from being that of conveyors to imagining that their job is to convince. Rasulullah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala defined his role and he said قُلْ هَذِهِ سَبِيلِ أَدُوْ إِلَى اللَّهِ عَلَى بَصِيرَةٍ أَنَا وَمَنِ اتَّبَعَنِي He said in Surah Yusuf say this is my way 
I invite towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with evidence, with proof. I do this and those who make my ittiba, who follow me, they do this. With proof. Now, many mubalighin, uh, many people who uh, are in the, or, or who like to do Dawat of Islam, they forget this piece of ala basirati with evidence. Rasulullah did not say, I invite, or, or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not say to Nabi say, I invite towards Allah. No. How do I invite towards Allah? I invite towards Allah in a particular way. And what is that way? That way, if it was science, you would call it in a scientific way, which is a way which is with evidence. We don't just, we don't, we don't just say anything. We don't just uh, invite without proof, without evidence. Now, yesterday I was in a, I attended a uh, Islamic conference and um, to my great disappointment, uh, I am very always very disappointed when, when these things happen. The speaker was, I was told that this, pers- this person was a mufti and um, so obviously he was knowledgeable in Islam. But the speech... For a long time, this this man spoke about, he did two things. One was, he claimed for three ayat of the Quran, the Azbabun Nuzul, he claimed were completely wrong. Totally wrong. Um, because he said that these three ayat came for uh, Vahshi bin Harb, the man who killed Hamza bin Abdul Muttalib. So that's one. Second thing is that he wanted to, he started off by saying that there should be a balance between the um, balance in the knowledge of a person between what he can see and what he cannot see. Now, frankly, between you and me, I still don't know what he really meant. And I doubt if anybody else knew. But maybe people are smarter, smarter than I am, so maybe they knew. But uh, certainly I didn't know. And then to prove his point, he told this long story about this man who went to Musa salam and asked him to teach him the language of birds and beasts. Now why Musa salam would do such a thing or whether he was qualified to do that, I have no idea. But anyway, this is what he said. And then he told this story about this man who had who went to Musa salam for the, with this request and then he had this uh, rooster and he had a dog and he had a horse. And then somewhere in the in the story also a camel came along and uh, how these animals were a sadaqa, that was his word, eh? sadaqa, uh, for the man's life. And uh, when the, uh, it's a long, I, I don't want to waste your time with the story, but in any case it's a false story, so I don't want to repeat that. But my point is that all of these cock and bull stories, uh, my question is why do we need these cock and bull stories to present Islam to the world? Why do we need cock and bull stories to uh, preach Islam? Why do we need cock and bull stories to invite Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, invite people uh, towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? We have a religion which has, which is based on Dalil, which is based on the Kitab of Allah and the Sunnah of Rasulullah which is based on the most authentic of authentic evidences. We have a 
a religion where those who were interested and who were focused on authenticity of everything they created an entire body of knowledge called ilmur asma'ur rijal ilmur rijal the knowledge of the names of of people or the histories of people in which they accumulated the detailed histories about the people who quoted a hadith by people who mentioned a hadith and quoted a hadith there is no other religion in the world there is no other nothing in the world not only religions there is no religion there is no uh, you know any kind of i don't i don't even know what to say there is no uh, body of knowledge uh, in the world which has this level of authentication of what is being presented as the ilm of hadith absolutely the ilm of hadith has is authenticated to an extent that is not matched by any other body of knowledge in the world right now why did people go to that extent why did our salaf salihin why did the muhaddithun uh, why did the uh, people who wrote the quran down who wrote the, wrote down the revelation to preserve it why did they go to that extent why did they need to take all this trouble over centuries literally um and document these things in such intricate detail if cock and bull stories were enough i mean there were enough cock and bull stories floating around then and there are enough and more now my brother and sister the reason i am saying this is because please understand this when you listen to people always 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 seek and ask for proof ask for evidence allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us a deen with evidence he did not give us a deen without evidence and when we have a religion with evidence let us not lose that let us not fall into this trap of just stories because these stories they 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 take away the credibility from the religion they take something which is beautiful because it is true and it is verifiably true it is authenticated and therefore it is something which is true and we can say that with great uh, alhamdulillah with great uh, confidence it takes that away from us why would you want that to happen tell me why would you want that to happen so please anybody tells you you yourself please don't use cock and bull stories and if anyone tells you cock and bull stories immediately may not be right in the middle of the of the lecture that would be impolite but after the lecture go to the person and say you please you you, you mentioned the story please tell me what is the source of the story where is it right don't say is it in the quran don't don't ask that question people ask these questions also and they put themselves in trouble everything doesn't have to be in the quran So ask him where is it where is the story please give me the 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 source of this right if they can give you the sto- source of their cockamamble stories please let me know we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to save us from ignorance which is worse than evil and to keep us on the right path to so that we can do the work of this deen in a way that pleases him jalla jalla wa sallallahu ala nabiyil karim wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in bi rahmatika ya rahman rahim